The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Brian Mazarowski. Susan's off today. Here are the top stories we're following. Wednesday, December 27th, taking a look at gas prices as the U.S. launches new strikes on militants in Iraq. As another ship came under attack in one of the world's most important trade routes, the Red Sea, Liz Landers is in Washington, says the new tensions in the Mideast hitting your wallet. Oil and gas prices both on the rise after the Pentagon carried out airstrikes on Iranian-backed militants in Iraq. In a statement, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin saying he and President Biden, quote, will not hesitate to take necessary action to defend the United States, our troops, and our interests. There is no higher priority. But the economic impact on everyday Americans now becoming clear with rising shipping costs and oil prices up more than two percent in the last 24 hours gas prices up six cents per gallon nationwide in the last week but rising as much as 16 cents in places like florida on average here in western new york we're at 351 which believe it or not is down a few cents from a week ago down uh, 10 cents from a month ago but i know uh, certain gas stations definitely about 10 cents higher than it was about a week ago this time. It's another busy holiday travel day. Caleb Baggerly is at Salt Lake City International Airport. The door sets coming from Phoenix, Arizona, say the airport was quite busy, especially TSA lines. Made it to the gate just in time because TSA was crazy. And when they got to Salt Lake City, they could see the impacts of the holiday rush as well. Seems to be more people than I would expect. Others seeing delays, like Connor Knuckles stopping in Utah from Denver, Colorado during his travels. Essentially, my flight was supposed to leave at like around midnight, one in the morning, and then it got pushed back to 6 a.m. Salt Lake Airport saying they expect a busy next few days. Connor Knuckles there. All right, so far there have been few weather-related delays or cancellations throughout the holiday season, so you got some good news. Buffalo Common Council member Ulysses Wingo, Council President Darius Pridgen, saying farewell yesterday. Both are stepping down at the end of this year. Wingo had served on the council for eight years. Pridgen had served for 12. We want to note for the record that the mayor has, I think in my 12 years, this is, somebody brought up the third time you've been in the chamber. You were here for football and we had the rally. You were here for my swearing in. And I didn't know that mayors didn't typically come down for the swearing in. So when I invited the mayor uh, to come down, he said, sure. And he came down and everybody was surprised. And now he's here as we leave. And I just want you to know, I appreciate you. I'm trying not to say too much. Uh, I appreciate you. And I appreciate your leadership for the city of Buffalo and all of our staff who they really make it happen. We just show up and get our name up. But it's these wonderful staffers that every day come in, answer the calls. Thank you. Thank you. Pigeon saying goodbye yesterday, uh, both... um, members being replaced on the council at the start of the new year when new members are sworn in. Well, the day after Christmas, usually one of the busiest days of the year for shopping centers. Yesterday, Cheektowaga police said an arrest was made at the Galleria Mall after large crowds of teens caused what they called a chaotic atmosphere. Police say some people in the crowds made of teens were trying to bait officers into altercations. Pepper spray used twice to break up some of the disturbances. Officers say they arrested a 17-year-old ejected other children from the mall yesterday. Well, having a child in the new year is set to only get more expensive, believe it or not. WBEN's Tom Puckett tells us why and looks for ways to be prepared. The childbirth is the biggest expense. 
Brian Janik of the Financial Guy says a lot of planning will need to go into affording the $23,000 to have a baby, according to a study by Very Very. The majority of that cost is coming from is regarding the actual birth itself. And then obviously you have the complications that can happen with childbirth to either the mother or the babies. Janik says you may want to consider a higher deductible insurance. Look at what your out-of-pocket maximum is on your plan and say, if my out-of-pocket maximum is seven, $8,000, I want to try to get seven, $8,000 in my HSA account for the year that we're going to be having the baby. This way here, I limit my financial exposure. And I can now start to plan ahead and I can get this money in there. Very, very based the total on childbirth costs, rent increases, and childcare costs for one year. Hear more from Janik Online. Tom Puckett, WBEN.com News. Okay, Tom, thank you. 507 now on WBEN. Police are investigating some break ins, very strange, at a home where an intruder watches somebody sleep. Tiffany Zabara claims a man entered her home four times at night since September. And he's going straight to my daughter's bedroom that's at the top of the stairs and watching her sleep. In Coatesville, Pennsylvania, west of Philadelphia, she says she changed the locks after the first time, but then the door was accidentally unlocked or the man broke in. She set up a camera and shared video of the man with Coatesville police who posted pictures of him on social media and are interviewing the family. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. Disturbing story there. How about this? Uh, something we've been talking about over the past few weeks. Apple filing an emergency motion seeking permission to begin selling two of its most popular Apple watches despite a patent dispute with California-based Massimo. Brooke Schaefer with the report. The U.S. ITC ordered Apple to stop importing and selling its smartwatches. President Joe Biden had until Christmas Day to intervene and veto the ruling, but he chose not to do so. So there are two models being pulled from Apple's shelves, the Apple Watch Series 9 and the Apple Watch Ultra 2. Both of these models contain blood oxygen sensors that the U.S. International Trade Commission says infringes on a patent held by Massimo. That ban expected to cost Apple up to $400 million in holiday season sales. A lot of people were maybe thinking of giving those watches thought again after they heard uh, not going to be supported in just a couple of days. Well, there's a new twist, and, you know, we're talking about some of the top stories of 2023 all throughout the week. And now a new twist in the case of convicted murderer Alex Murdoch or Murdoch. Remember that? That was one of the big things in the trial. They said his name differently every single report that we uh, went to it. Well, it was maybe the biggest trial of 2023. Could be one of the biggest legal cases of 2024 because legal experts are saying the former South Carolina attorney sent to prison for killing his wife and son may have a chance at winning a new trial thanks to a scandal surrounding the clerk who read the verdict. Court clerk Becky Hill co-wrote a book, Behind the Doors of Justice, The Murdoch Murders, promising an up-close look at the trial and her personal relationship with the Murdochs. But now, Hill is accused of plagiarizing part of that book from a British reporter. These developments could have consequences for Murdoch as he seeks a new trial. He previously claimed that Hill had tampered with the jury, a claim she denies and prosecutors insist is not credible. The plagiarism scandal could now put her credibility back in question as the judge weighs whether to grant a new trial. This clerk, I mean, come on, what's going on? Andrea Fujii there with the report. 
I mean, this could be the biggest trial of 2024 once again. I don't know how you don't have a new trial given everything that we've heard, read, seen about this one person involved. She's not trustworthy. Now it goes back to these claims. Uh, You can't say they're not believable, right? She's Mm -hmm. plagiarizing. I'm telling you, not only a new trial, another chapter to the Netflix documentary. Is there one out? Yes, and they added to it while the trial was going on. So they most likely would add another chapter if there's a new trial. Live in trial. It's like the new version of Core TV. There it is. The exclusive WBN, some with the forecast for the day today, calls for periods of rain, the high temperature into the low 50s, with the breeze coming in out of the southeast. Tonight brings periods of rain and temperatures that will be dropping back into the low 40s, still with the breeze coming in in an easterly direction. As we head into Thursday, look for periods of rain as well. Cloudy sky, the high in the upper 40s. We'll look for showers for Friday to the high temperature in the low 40s. With your exclusive WBN 7 with the forecast, I'm meteorologist Josh Nichols. Buffalo Common Council President, at least for a couple more days, Darius Pridgen uh, with us here. Uh, as he said goodbye, along with Ulysses Wingo yesterday, uh, after over a decade on Buffalo's Common Council. Thanks so much for being with us. I, I, I mean, yesterday kind of had to be a little uh, different for you. Surreal feeling being on the council for so long and knowing that that was your last meeting. You're kind of uh, you're used to <laughs> saying goodbye to other people, not having them do so for you. <laughs> it was a different day, but uh, it was a day that uh, I chose uh, to uh, leave the council. I mean, a, a season in which I chose to leave the council. So it was a good day. It was a good day. Why now? I know we've had this conversation before, but you know, as you had a couple months here to reflect on your decision and your leaving office, do you feel that you made a right one? And why did you decide now is the time to leave? Oh, definitely a right one. Um, I didn't have to leave. Um, you know, I could have ran again. I expect or hope that people would have elected me again. They've done so uh, several times with overwhelming numbers. Um, you know, I've been very clear of why. Um, every time that I ran, I prayed, and I really felt an unction to run. And uh, this time, I didn't. And there is no uh, hidden agenda. There is no plan uh, for the future except Pastor Trubethel. Um, and it was time to move on. You know, I think that um, you have to know your shelf life, uh, when you have been effective, and when it's time to do something different. It is going to be a different time uh, without you uh, on the council, without uh, Ulysses Wingo on the council. It's a little bit of a shakeup in what has really been kind of a, a steady hand throughout the city of Buffalo for a decade plus. What do you think that change will bring to the city? You know, change um, by its nature is always stressful. Um, There will be um, a difference, but difference is good, whether it's in government or most things. Um, I think that, you know, the two incoming uh, council uh, women uh, will do a great job for our city. Uh, the city, that their constituents chose them. I think, um, you know, when you look at Buffalo is is headed for a lot of different changes financially um, and legislatively. You know, we, we still have a housing crisis here. Um, when the ARP money is gone, I think we're going to have to find some ways to adjust budgets. 
Um, and I think that the people who are still there, who remain, my colleagues who remain, and those who are there are going to have some challenges, but I think they're up to the task. When you look back uh, 12 years on Buffalo's Common Council, where Buffalo was over a decade ago when you started, where Buffalo is now, what do you think has been the biggest change, and what are you most proud of in that time? You know, I think the, some of the biggest changes have been some of the most controversial uh, issues, uh, whether it was redistricting or police reform. Um, you know, when I first came on, there was a there was tents out in uh, city halls uh, outside of city hall. Uh, if you remember, they built a tent city and talked about economics. Um, and I think some of those issues are still there, and not just for Buffalo, but for cities across the country, uh, our size and even larger. There's still a a racial divide. Um, one of the things that I, I'm most thankful for um, is to be able to talk about race and race relations. When I first got on the council, if you said if I said race, people said, "Oh, he's playing the race card." And then we had a white supremacist come through Buffalo and unfortunately kill many people. But it opened up a conversation that we are now able to have about the inequalities, um, not just in Buffalo. I want to be clear across our country and now being able to talk about it. Um, one of the things I think you just asked me was about, um, you know, most proud. There's so many things. And one of the things that I'm grateful for is uh, the African-American Heritage Corridor and it really moving forward. Um, and our um, push, the mayor's push and the council's support of affordable housing. One of the things that I hear about most and continue to hear about is affordable housing. Um, and I think we have to continue to move forward in that. But I know at one point, all of the housing in downtown Buffalo was market rate. And I just remember working so hard to bring affordable housing. And we see that now um, when we look at the housing next door to Bray Miller and other pushes that we have put made uh, for affordable housing, no matter what side of town you live on. What work still has to be done there? I know there's notable projects, uh, obviously Marine Drive, uh, the Perry uh, project that's still kind of uh, going on right now. We might see demolition or should see demolition, I should say, this year. Uh, where else do you see room for affordable housing and room to improve on that front in the city? All over our city. Our city cannot be a city where one side is all of the haves and one side is all of the have-nots. And that happens by a plan, by strategic planning and looking and being a welcoming city as we have been. Our city, and you look at the council, you know, right now all the conversation is there are two women on the council and we haven't had women on the council. But I really predict that in this next election cycle, uh, three, three and a half years from now, um, we're going to see more uh, change. We are going to see uh, different ethnicities uh, on the council because our city is no longer you know, Italians, Polish, and African-American. Um, our city is changing. And that means representation will come from different areas and different types of people. And that's great because we are a melting pot. 
Um, but I do see that there will be changes in political office. Right now, you know, you see political office being black and white. Um, but I do think you will see black and white and brown um, um, that will come to that are in our city and that will be the leaders of our city uh, very soon. Is that going to be an easy thing going forward to, you know, you mentioned melting pot at the same time you mentioned the uh, African-American heritage corridor. You know, everyone knows uh, the old Polish neighborhoods, right, in Buffalo, uh, Kaiser, like all these things that we take pride in. And it's kind of strange because you take pride in our own, like, old segregated neighborhood, yet at the same time you want to see a melting pot. How do those things coexist going forward, do you think? You know, it's not going to be easy in the beginning. I watched this election cycle and I watched people um, almost demonize uh, candidates who um, embraced, and I'll just be, you know, I've always been real with you all and and said it like it was, no beating around the bush. I saw people, um, you know, demonize candidates who were, for instance, close to the Bangladesh community and go, look at them, they're they're taking over our community. So it's not going to be easy. Um, And change is always hard. You know, when African-Americans started moving into certain neighborhoods, you had white flight. And you have people going, I don't want to be there because, you know, black people are moving in. Um, And now you have this dynamic that's happening in the city of Buffalo in which you have uh, people, new Americans moving in and staying um, and buying property. And, you know, you have elected officials who are being blamed. Why are they allowing this to happen? And it's not anybody allowing. It is the American way of people being able to move in communities. And um, I don't think it's going to be easy. I think it's going to be a, you're going to have a different segregation now. You're going to have a different dynamic of us and them. But I do believe in my heart that the people who understand change, embrace change, and we all become each other's neighbor and not each other's enemy. You, uh, as you mentioned, still with uh, True Bethel, still a pastor there, and I'm wondering if kind of in your mind that role that you have at True Bethel, the role as a community leader, I mean, it still kind of goes on, right? You might not be Common Council president, but somebody in that position, and there's many of those uh, people who fit the bill all across Buffalo, you still have a, a very important role in leading the community. Well, you know, I was active in this community before I had a political title, before I was an elected official. Um, And I'll I'll continue to do whatever it is that I feel is important in this community. Um, You know, I told somebody yesterday, we're like, oh, I'm going to miss you. I'm like, I I don't plan on dying soon, um, so I'll still be around. But I've been active in this community. Um, I still oversee churches across the state. Um, and, uh, you know, I was just at the governor's mansion recently for dinner um, and, and having still having a voice um, and, and a, a voice that um, I'm not going to change. My, my convictions are still the same. I believe in helping those who need our help the most. Um, I just um, I won't be on the 14th floor of City Hall, but I, I will be in our city. Well, it was great to talk with you, and I hope you have a good time in your. Uh, I do you call it retirement? 
I don't know. No, I'm retired. Yeah, I get a I get a pension check. Yeah, well, okay. There you go. <laughs> I taught school and I've been in the state system. Uh, so, yeah, it is actually a retirement, and uh, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I'm grateful for it. Well, wish you the best in your retirement. I'm sure we'll uh, talk again at some point in the future. Reverend Darius Pridgen, who's leaving the Common Council, uh, he's served as president for nearly a decade, uh, been in the Common Council for 12 years. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.